In script, one of the gifts that Paul lists, one of the gifts of the Spirit uh, listed in, in Corinthians. And, and really, it's quite simple. We're, what Paul says is that every church body can have people with that gift, okay, who know that they have that gift of interpretation. And then if someone feels that the Holy Spirit is leading them to pray in tongues, and they do that, then we sit and we wait patiently until that person with the gift of interpretation actually says, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's pretty straightforward, Jacob. Okay. So that's the first one. The second thing, second thing that Paul says is that sometimes um, if you're given that urge to pray in tongues, you will also at the same time, the Holy Spirit will tell you or at least give you the sense that you will be able to interpret once you give it. Okay, that's a little bit more risky, I think. But um, does that make sense? Okay, so it's a kind of once-off. Like, I might not have the gift of healing, but I may have prayed for someone and they got healed, but I may not think I have the gift, okay? It's something, it's the Holy Spirit chooses to do it in the moment. So I don't necessarily think I have the gift of interpretation, but I do think about 90% of the time I pray for people in tongues, the Holy Spirit tells me what's going on, Okay. And that's often for me so that I know how to pray then in English. Um, but it's not something I, I do in public very often. So uh, I also, I've also shared in the past um, that this gift is, you know, it's personally very powerful for me because it's, it's one of the gifts that my dad has. And, and my dad is literally 100%, 100% of the time he prays in tongues, he gets interpretation without fail. And it's amazing. Um, and I, so I grew up, and well, let, me, let me say this as well. I, I've, even since I've started speaking on this series, I've had a few students approach me, and I've had conversations. And it's, it's amazing to me how badly some people have used this gift, the gift of tongues in general. And how many people have, uh, you know, take advantage of it and abuse it, and, and it's, it saddens me so deeply because it's something that has been so precious in my life. And, you know, it's, my father was the main reason for that. Um, before I had the gift, long before I had the gift, but even after I had the gift, I, I know if I prayed with my father, most of the time he would pray in English and I would just wait for him to finish. Like, let's get that out the way. I, I don't, you know, thanks, Dad. And then I'd wait for him to pray in tongues. Because every single time he prayed in tongues, he got interpretation. Every single time he gave that interpretation, the Holy Spirit would just wash over me and through me. And it was like I, would, I knew I would encounter God in that moment. The Holy Spirit was released in the interpretation of the tongues. It was an amazing thing. So it's something that is really precious and it's really powerful. Um, and so when Paul talks about the edification of the body, that's my experience. So whenever that gift was used, I was edified and built up and, and refreshed and healed. And sometimes things like shame and, and disappointment would just wash off me by his presence. And so there might be a kind of weird gift that's just stuck there and we don't really know what to do with it, but it's powerful. And if you, and if you sense the Holy Spirit saying, I'm, I want to give you this gift, then pursue it. Because God is good and his gifts are good. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit more and in this sort of intervening five minutes, uh, if anyone who speaks in tongues, how many people speak in tongues in the church? I didn't ask that last week. How many people have the gift? Hey, that's a good, a good percentage. Excellent. Okay. Um, 
So um, you guys are responsible just for paying attention to the Lord um, and seeing if he has anything to say to us. Okay, so um, I want to take a step back as well and just talk a little bit more about how we um, get this gift. Um, last week, remember a few people shared um, how they got the gift. And, and part of the reason I, I wanted to do that very briefly was to kind of demystify it. Okay, not to, I don't want to lessen its importance. Like I said, it's a precious gift. But we can't get into this idea that unless I have this like amazing experience and an angel appears before me and touches me with his wing or something, you know, um, you know it's, it's not like that normally. Um, it can come through worship and it, come, it can come through prayer and it can come through desperation um, and it can come through a powerful encounter. Okay? Um, and, you know, the people who have been here for a while will, will have heard my story before, but I, I want to share it because it's, it's the most... Um, humbling story of getting the gift of tongues, maybe. Um, but um, when, when, I was, when I was first prayed for to get the gift of tongues, I was prayed for by a group of guys who had literally had the gift for about three days. Okay? So it wasn't like a bunch of experts. Okay? Uh, the, the gift was spreading around my high school like fire. It was just bizarre and wonderful. Okay? Um, so I was prayed for by these guys. We're 14. Okay? And, and, they, and they said to me, um, they prayed, like, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Um, these guys literally had the Spirit for three days. They'd been Christians for three days, you know. Um, and, and they said to me, just speak out. Just talk, but not in English. Well, that makes no sense, does it? I'm supposed to speak, but not to use the language. I could speak Afrikaans, but that would be cheating. You know, uh, maybe a little bit of Zulu and Klosa. But, you know, I could, like, speak a language you don't know. It literally makes no sense. Okay. And so that was my first instruction. So I literally sat there for an hour with my mouth like this. Because it made no sense to me. And I went home, and I said to my dad, everyone was really disappointed, by the way, <laughs> that nothing happened. Um, and, um, and I was the vicar's kid, so I was particularly disappointed because I was the guy who had actually been a Christian Okay, and had lived a moral, holy life, and hadn't been drinking and doing all the naughty things that boys do. And it was kind of embarrassing, you know, that I didn't get the gift. Um, I was pretty religious at that time. Um, and so I went to my dad, and my dad asked me, like, well, how do you feel? I said, well, I feel full of joy. That's different. He said, well, that's the Holy Spirit. And he said, what did you ask for? I said, I asked for the gift of tongues. He said, did, any, did you get anything? I said, well, no. They told me to speak a language I can't speak, and how do I do that if I can't speak something I can't speak? It makes no sense. And the weird thing with tongues, I've said this before, and again, even as I say this, it makes no sense until you actually experience it, but tongues doesn't flow from your mind, it flows from your spirit. So I can speak in tongues and still think in English, um, but it flows from within with the spirit. But my mind still controls it. Okay, it's a weird harmony of spirit and body. That makes it super clear, doesn't it? So, um, <laughs> so, my, so my dad said, well, anything. I said, well, I... I think it's just my imagination, but I have this funny, uh, like, click. And so, um, did you get that? That was the beginning of my tongues. And all I could do was click for several weeks or months. And one of the weird things about when you get the gift of tongues, and some of you in this room know this, is that you'll get it and you'll, and you'll think it's your imagination. You won't know if it's you, okay? and, the, and the enemy loves to play with your mind, oh, is it, is it not, you know? Try doing that with a click. In a country with at least six languages that have clicks, 
okay? But this click was not in any of those, okay? It was really weird. Um, but then over a period of time, I started getting a few more clicks and a few more clicks and a few more clicks. Um, and I decided, I, th I think this is the gift of tongues. My dad said, it's the gift of tongues, so I, so I prayed it. But I never prayed out loud in front of people because it's the weirdest tongues you have ever heard in your life. And there are some weird ones out there. And so um, I was in this weird place that the Lord had blessed me, but I, I had this distinct impression that he wasn't punishing me in any way, but it was his kind of sense of humor. You know, you don't want to open your mouth? Fine, I'll give you one that's really weird. You know? And, it, and it's not one that I can project either. I can't pray out loud um, with it. I mean, I could with this thing, but I can't project it. And so when I prayed for people, I'd have to kind of get really close and, and would pray for them, and I probably only did that once or twice. Um, and the story I shared last week about my friend getting smacked by the Spirit, that was, you know, I was praying in that tongue. So I'm surprised he even heard me, even if he did. And so I wrestled with this um, kind of weird tongues for a long time until I was 18. And I, I tried to be faithful, I tried to pray, but it was, a kind, of, it was kind of weird and embarrassing. Um, and in a, in a truly holy moment, I'm sitting on the toilet, and so I, let's, like, let's demystify the gifts of the Spirit, okay? I'm literally, I'm sitting on the toilet, and I said, Father, I'm tired of this tongues. I can't, I can't project, I can't intercede, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm lacking something. And in the midst of my complaint, my, my, my tongues changed and I got a second one. And so now I'm one of the weird people in the scripture where Paul says multiple tongues. I've got two. Um, and the second one is completely different to the first one. It's a, it's a full language and it's, it's something I can, I can have full range of volume and... And it's amazing. And God didn't do it when I was in church on my knees. He didn't do it when I was worshiping. He did it while I was complaining, sitting on the toilet. Like, our boundaries are not God's boundaries. What if, for whatever reason, my heart was at the state then that he decided, okay, I'll do this. And so, in all the things that I've said, there's, there's things that I've seen done that have been helpful so sometimes you'll go to churches and someone will pray in tongues and they'll say, like, try and copy it because at least then you're not speaking your own language. Sometimes in worship, they'll say, just try. And it's actually that trying to like get volume, something out your mouth that the tongues will actually flow. And sometimes it will be in you like this bubbling thing that like champagne that wants to explode out of you and it's just going to come, it's just going to flow. And that's, that's the best and easiest because it's just there. <laughs> but God can use all of those. The one thing that, um, and just to make clear, especially for those who weren't, weren't here last week, uh, there are some churches who say, unless you have the gift of tongues, you're not filled with the Spirit, and that's complete nonsense. It's not biblical at all. Okay. So tongues is the most common gift, but it's not for everyone. Okay? And, and Scripture makes that clear. Um, there's no second-class ranking for any of these gifts. Okay? We're all just part of the body, and together we make the body. Um, but I, I, I would say this, especially for us Westerners, um, we have to be we, we have to be willing to let go of our desire to understand and our desire to have control and our desire not for it not to look weird and God sometimes is amazingly gentle and he ministers to us and he gives us these gifts um, 
Other times, it may be while he's really moving powerfully. But if our hearts are surrendered, I, just, I believe that's the primary thing we have to be, is surrendered. Let him be God. And if at any time in your life you've experienced the gift and it's, and it's, and it's hurt you, give forgiveness to the person who hurt you. There's nothing like offense to stop the Holy Spirit moving in us, in our lives. And that's just a quick, Lord, I, I forgive them. Release me, Lord, from that offense. Some simple things. Sorry, no checkbox of eight, one, one to ten to get you there, but some things just to pray through and think through. Um, all right, so before I go on to the last category of tongues, we have an opportunity to hear some tongues and some, get some interpretation. Does anybody feel, anyone with the gift feel that they have something to share? Now, we'll do this at the end as well if there isn't anything now. Okay, I'm going to move on. We'll see if the Lord does something at the end. So, uh, the last category um, is um, warfare, spiritual warfare. Okay, um, this is always a fun one for me because, especially when people are here for the first time, apologies, you don't know me very well. Um, so I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to freak you out or scare you. Um, but, you know, as a church, we do believe in God. We do believe in the Holy Spirit. We do believe that we live in the middle of a spiritual war. And, and, and we're a part of that war. And um, talking about um, the use of the gift of tongues in spiritual warfare is something that, that we see implicit and for some scholars explicit um, in Acts 8, 26 and 27. It's, um, Paul writes, in the same way the Spirit helps us out in our weakness. For we do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so there's, there's times where we might be praying for someone, in, and there is an element of spiritual warfare going on. Someone might be really oppressed or even possessed, um, and we just we don't know what to pray. We may have prayed in English, we may have prayed in Scripture, nothing's happening we can actually partner with the Spirit um, and trust the Holy Spirit that He is going to say what needs to be said. Okay, because the Spirit intercedes for us and prays with us. But most scholars will look uh, at Ephesians 6, um, 17 and 18, where Paul you know, is talking about the armor of God. And he says, Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. So when we think about spiritual warfare, the, you know, with, with prayer and supplication, that is the method of warfare. Prayer is our method. It's the way we fight. It's our principal strategy or, or tactic. Um, but when Paul, Paul says praying at all times in the Spirit, that I don't necessarily think that just means tongues, okay? Because when we pray in the Spirit, we can be praying with the Spirit. But that expression in the Spirit is exactly the same expression that Paul uses in 1 Corinthians 14 when he's saying, I pray in the Spirit and in my natural language. Okay, so Paul has to be including tongues in that aspect of spiritual warfare. Okay, 
So um, I, I met with a student last week who was asking me about tongues and some of, the, some of the scripture. And I said, well, you know, sometimes scripture doesn't lay things out. Yeah, exactly. We have to look at what scripture says. And then we draw from church history, we draw from tradition, we draw from our experiences. As long as it does not contradict scripture, but is built up and supported by scripture. Yeah, then we, we look at what the Lord has done. We are, after all, given the Spirit, Jesus said, who will lead us into truth. Okay, it's a living relationship. And so when Paul writes about um, praying in the Spirit, and when he writes about the Spirit interceding with us, then it makes sense that tongues is something that is really powerful. Okay, because it is our Spirit. It's us joining with the Holy Spirit and praying to the Father. So there's three ways that I've seen this. Um, and, and I'll tell one story um, if, yeah, I think, one story. Um, first thing, this is kind of weird, but um, whenever I have um, dreams in which I am assaulted by um, demons, okay, so when I have spiritual warfare dreams, they're not just bad dreams, they're like, they're evil dreams, okay, um, bad things are happening. In, in every dream, um, I know that if I, if I pray in signs, the thing that's assailing me will have to leave. Um, and any Matrix fans out there, in the first matrix where his mouth goes like that, in my dreams, that's what happens to my mouth. I lose my mouth. It goes away and I can't speak. Uh, and I have to wait for something else to happen before I can be saved. And that time, I, I'm, I'm kind of tormented. And, and I always, I've always found that fascinating. In my dreams, I lose the ability to speak in tongues when I'm being assaulted spiritually. Okay. So that's just an experience okay, that I've had. Um, two, two experiences I've had in, in the natural. Um, one was fairly simple. Um, and this has happened more than once, but we, went, we had a, a woman here a few years ago um, who was very, um, it was hard to tell whether she was heavily oppressed. She was probably actually possessed demonically. Um, and she, she had, a, had a bad turn, um, and we went to pray for her. And we, were, and we were praying, you know, doing the things that Scripture tells us to do and praying in the name of Jesus and, and quoting Scripture. Um, and, she, and she was laughing at us. It was very irritating. Um, and so I just, I just felt the urge to pray in tongues. Um, and so I started praying in tongues. Um, and, she, and she just started screaming, stop, 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 stop. And she fell over. And then she went quiet. Um, I don't know what happened in that moment. I, can't, I don't know if angels appeared behind me. I don't know if the Holy Spirit moved and, and, and beat this thing. I don't know. All I know is that something changed when I prayed in tongues, when my natural language wasn't working. There was something about partnering with the Spirit in tongues that this demon was hearing something it didn't want to hear. Okay. Um, the, the other... <laughs> I get scared telling really weird stories. And those have been here for four years. I've heard this before. I haven't told it for four years. This is the weirdest, no, second weirdest experience I've ever had. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, um, but this was the situation. I, um, I was asked to go and pray with um, the wife of one of my friends, and it was a very, um, it was a very strange situation, it's, it's hard to describe, but she was lying in bed, and she was in some sort of trance. And I couldn't tell if it was holy or demonic. 
Okay, my discernment meter was off. I just didn't know. And um, the closest thing I can describe it to you, and again, this probably won't be much to any of you, but I had a friend once who was slipped drugs um, at a bar when I was a student, and it was a similar thing, hallucination, not making sense, not able to sort of stand up and things like that. And so uh, she was just speaking gobbledygook. And so I prayed over her. And she was at peace. And then she would get agitated again, but still speaking gobbledygook. <laughs> Do you know what gobbledygook means? Is that an English word? Okay, just speaking nonsense. Okay, thanks, Brian. Um, and so I, I prayed. I did the things I, th I knew how to do. And I thought, well, the only other thing I can do is, because this was clearly demonic, what was going on. There was clearly oppression now, I knew. And so I, I prayed in tongues. And I just prayed in tongues for like 10 seconds over her. And as, it, as my tongues finished, her, her slurring nonsense became crystal clear speech. For two or three minutes. And then she started to, she slipped back in and started to slur the words. And so I prayed in tongues again, just 10, 15 seconds. And she started speaking English again. And it was this weird thing where something about me speaking tongues, something that the Holy Spirit was doing brought clarity. And, and it, was, it was really interesting because when she spoke English, she started to tell me a story. And the story was something that she couldn't possibly have known because um, no one knew. The only person who knew was dead. And it had to do with her grandfather. And her grandfather had been involved in some bad things. And as she relayed the story, she, she talked about how um, children had been killed in a village. And the witch doctor of the village had chased the soldiers who had done this. And her father, her grandfather, was one of those men. And the witch doctor had cursed him and cursed his children. This was probably 50 years prior. So that was weird. As she told the end of the story, as she talked about the witch doctor cursing. Sorry, <laughs> still gets me. It was kind of terrifying. Um, she started screaming, he's here. He's here. And he's going after my children. And so I, <laughs> this is weird. So I'm, 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 you know, I haven't experienced anything like this before. I'm, I'm, I'm adapting on the ground. But when someone screams something like that, and the Holy Spirit just said, just move. And so I, I ran out of the bedroom, and I, I ran and I opened the children's bedroom door, and I opened the door, and they were, they were sleeping. And as I opened the door, one of the kids woke up and wondered what was going on, and I, I just I called them to come stand with me. And, and I turned around, and last week I spoke about my friend and the Holy Spirit moving through the room and just the Holy Spirit meeting, I turned around and, this, and this, this thing just hit me. This force hit me and it, and it, and it, and it, and it stopped and, and, and the Holy Spirit just said, pray. And so I prayed, but English didn't come out of my mouth, but my tongues came out. And it was in a way that I'd never heard before. 
it, um, it wasn't angry. It was just, it, it, it was, thank you. And it just flowed, and I just stood there shouting <laughs> at the air, but at this thing that I could feel, this, and it was warm, and it was in front of my face. And I just prayed until it just dissolved and left. I hope that I never experience anything like that ever again. It was scary. Um, the funny thing is, if you look at this person's family and this curse that was made, the family was beset by pain, death and divorce and terrible things. I do believe that curse had had an impact on the family. And for whatever reason, at that time, this thing had tried to go a generation further. And for whatever reason, God had me in that place at that moment to say no more. And this woman was the first spirit-filled woman in the family. So it makes sense that this was the person that God could use to break the curse. And so I hope that never happens to me again. But I am so glad. I am so glad that I had the gift. And maybe if I didn't, the Lord would have still done whatever he wanted to do. But I know in that moment that something inside me came out with the power of God, the likes of which I've never experienced before. And hell couldn't budge it. It could only die in the face of it. And I thank God for that gift. And I thank God for the freedom that came over that home. Because as soon as I felt that thing go, the wife snapped out. And she was in her right mind. Just like that. The, the spiritual realm's weird, people. Okay. I, I can't explain it all the time. But I know, these, and, and feel free to, as I always say, talk to Bill if this doesn't make sense. Um, but no, <laughs> do you know, email me. I'm always happy to meet with for coffee and talk about these things um, or pray about these things. The fact is we, we live in a world and we are part of a kingdom that is full of the power of Jesus. And Jesus' kingdom is a kingdom of restoration and healing. And I've seen tongues used for healing and I've seen him use it to save. And I've seen the Spirit meet people and bring restoration of their souls and their spirits, not just their bodies. And I love that about this gift. Is there anyone with a gift? Any unctions, as they used to say back in the day? Can you come up front and say that? Just so the people who have the gift of interpretation can hear it. One thing I didn't say, sorry, was Zach's coming up. Um, the gift of interpretation is not translation. 
Okay, so you can actually have someone give a tongue and it could sound exactly the same like a week later, but the, the interpretation could be different. Okay, it's not translation, it's interpretation, what the Spirit is saying through the language. Okay, yeah. Again? Shananaya Shokokawa. Shananaya Shokokawa. So what Paul said is we wait and then we wait for someone who has the gift to see if they get an interpretation or the person who gives it gets interpretation. Dude, that's a really pretty language. Just keep practicing. So sometimes when we get the gift of tongues, we get like a, like a full language immediately. Sometimes you'll get like two or three words. And, and the more you say them, the more you get. It's like a baby. Yeah, can you shout, Megan, or do you want to come up? Do you want to come up to the front? Thank you. So interpretation is one of the first gifts I ever experienced in the supernatural, but I haven't had a lot of practice. <laughs> we practice a lot of the other gifts, but I think, if I'm hearing correctly, the first time you said it, I heard, bring forth your people. Um, and then I kept hearing, um, the power of the Holy Spirit is on you. The power cool. of the Holy Spirit is on you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Zach, for having the courage to do that. Jacob. That's cool. Thank you. Do you want to say that into the mic? Because that actually ties in with what Megan just said. Yeah. So um, earlier when KJ was speaking, I heard these words in my head. It was that God wants to speak here now in this moment, but only if his people have faith. Cool. That's awesome. So that wasn't too scary, was it? Anna? I know it's your first time here. Was that like... <laughs> Not too scary. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Peace. 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 Peace is wonderful. Thank you, Matt. Seems like he wants to do something with peace. And there's, you know, from what Megan was saying, um, there's this invitation. You know, will we, will we come, will we come, to, will we come to him? And who doesn't want peace? <laughs> Ryan, do you want to come up and just play a last song for us? Yeah, the, the team, you know. I speak to you as the, 
the leader, as it were. Um, so, <laughs> so guys, let's, um, I know we normally try and finish at this time. Um, if you do need to go, then, then, then please do. I know some of you got homework and stuff, but I, I want to just give the Lord, if you just, just give him five minutes, um, just let these guys um, play. You know, and this is an invitation from the Lord. And yet it, doesn't, it doesn't require that we physically move and come to the front. It might be something that you want to do, is just come and kneel at the front, just as a sign. But it's about our hearts. Do our, will our hearts have faith? Will we, will we come into his presence? Will we, and it seems what he wants to give is peace. So especially if, if you're lacking peace. And in the pre-service prayers, um, Grace um, was, was sensing a, a, a huge amount of loss and sadness that I really, I really believe the Lord wants to go after in some hearts tonight.